0: Oh, that's me. I was just hanging out. Oh, here we go. We um, thanks so much for being here. I'm excited, and um, one of the things we're going to talk about today is this idea that um, the, you, you're, where you're at doesn't take God by surprise, and uh, I think that's even true about this place. That um, that as you're here today, whether it's your first time or your hundredth time, I think uh, I believe. Strongly that uh, God has something for you today that is a really significant time and a little significant place that you chose to be here today. I'm excited about what that could mean for all of us together. So we are starting this series today called It Matters. It's ringing a little bit. Um, It Matters. And and here's the the thing about, I don't know, two years ago became evident that we needed to start some sort of a campaign to actually have money to make a down payment, Uh, which is one of the things I didn't, I didn't mention um so in the in this whole thing one of the things that the that the previous building owners did uh that was nowhere in any of our contracts they just looked and they said how much money did we have we spent over this last eight years or nine years and how much money did we bring in over this eight and nine years and then they gave us the difference um, so we ended up in our, in our lighthouse campaign, we ended up with like $68,000 still left to do our phase one kind of improvement things, work on some parking lot stuff and do stuff, other things because of their generosity. It's incredible. Um, so, but, and that word, uh, campaign or fundraising, just, just, so you know, there's, there's certain words that just taste like gravel in my mouth a little bit because of things that I've experienced in my life. And. Uh, church fundraising w- was one of those phrases. I'd been at a couple of different uh, churches that had done uh, things that needed to raise funds. And here's what happened in both instances. Uh, the campaign became everything in the church. The, it became the vision, the mission, the values. It became the reason that, that we couldn't do anything. Oh, because we can't do it because we're in that campaign. And it became the silver bullet for everything is gonna be okay once we finish the campaign. And I just, I just didn't wanna do that. I'm just like, I don't think that can't happen here. And so um, 18 months ago, we started this thing called the 7700 campaign. And really, the, our, we just were like, what's our goal? Our goal is to um, transform our city with the love of Jesus one friend at a time. That's what we want to be about. And so uh, we just said, what's going to help us do that? And so we had these goals that we wanted seven new missional communities, little small groups. We wanted 77 new people involved in those small groups. So you'll catch a theme in just a minute. Seven new small groups, 77 new people involved in missional communities, 770 people praying for our church by name every month, 7,700 people gathering in services from uh, the time that we started our campaign to the end of it, Uh, 7,700 people. No, 77,000, sorry, Uh, uh, 77,000 verses of Scripture read in this campaign and then ultimately $770,000 raised so that we could do this. And really we're like, okay. We're gonna press into all of those things. And, and as, as we uh, push some energy towards there, we're gonna be better. We're gonna be better at loving our friends uh, to Jesus and transforming our city with the love of Jesus. And so these, we were, I was hoping to do this series in January, but instead of we're doing it this January, we're gonna just talk about it matters. And we're gonna walk through all of those things. We're gonna say um, connection matters. Why did, why did we make that a goal that people were new MCs and new people involved in MC? Because connection matters. Uh, why did we want 770 people praying for Westwoods every month? Because prayer matters. Why do we want 7700 people gathering uh, in here? Because gathering matters. Uh, why did we want people reading God's word together? Because God's word matters. And and ultimately, uh, place matters. That's what we're going to talk about today. Place matters. Um, that all theology, all what we believe in God, all what we believe about God is rooted in geography, is rooted in where we're at. Uh, that's that's the truth. And so my hope is that we would live as we gather and as we scatter, that we would live like we we're created for this specific time in this specific place. Because that is absolutely true. Let's live like we were created for this specific time in this specific place. It's not an accident that you go to school where you go to school that you sit next to this person in math class or behind that person in geography. It's not a, it's not a mistake that you share a cubicle with, your, with a partner at work or that you have a co-teacher that you teach with. It's not a mistake that you live in the place that you live. And my hope is that as, we, as we press into this just a little bit today that we walk out with this sense of, of purpose in place. One of the things we talked about last week that the enemy the thief comes to steal kill and destroy and we just said he's he, he's not he doesn't like break and enter he's like a pickpocket he like comes in steals things from us without us even knowing it and what, one of the things he goes out after are the things that are most important to us our identity and also our sense of purpose like why we why we belong why why we're here on this earth And so I think it's really important that we press into that uh, both as we gather and as we scatter. So as we start, I want my friend Charlie to come up. Charlie um, and Charlie and Charlie Jr. are going to come up. How great is that? Let's give Charlie a hand as he comes up. Actually, we'll give both of them a hand, all of them a hand. Oh, this is so Shannon. Thank you for being awesome. So... Yeah, this is my friend, Charlie. Um, I just have two questions. Um, what's your address?
1: I live at 7770 West Woodard Circle.
0: Right, so we're 7700 West Woodard Drive, and we get each other's mail all the time. I get like skateboarding magazines, which is I keep them, by the way, it's fine. I always wonder where those go. Yeah, that's right. And actually, one, of the, one time we had an Easter egg thing. We had a, the people tried to set the balloon thing or the jumpy house up. Yeah, that's the right.
1: Door. They were like, we're setting up a jump house. And I was like, are you? Okay, cool. Let's, let's do it. So let me
0: ask you this other question. Um, has, has this church being on this corner been a significant part of your life?
1: A hundred percent, for sure. It's actually a pretty funny story when I think about it. So... In the book of Exodus, God speaks to Moses in the form of a burning bush, right? Apparently, burning bushes are fairly common for shepherds to see in the desert because of the dry humidity, lightning. But what was uncommon was Moses paying attention to it and saying, what is this? I'm going to go check this out. Nowadays, we kind of think of that as like a, a coincidence, I guess, right? So as my wife and I decided to shepherd our own flock, I guess, right? I realized my wife was really, she could really see these burning bushes and everything in the process of us trying to buy this home and start this family. Um, And on our way out here, she was noticing all of these little burning bushes and I'm just completely blind and oblivious to it. Like, just give me a sign. So GPS sent us here And in the front of this church, there's a huge sign that says, you belong here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you, God. (laughs) Finally, you know, a burning bush that I can see and that I can respond to. And sure enough, only house we looked at, made a bid, got it the next week. I was in church, walked into this place, met all of you incredible people that are here aiming at, you know, a better life. Mm -hmm. And five months ago, my daughter, Charlie Grace, was born. And... Yeah, so, and I know this church has done so much to pray for us through that and been so supportive before us. Like, when you asked me to talk about it, I didn't even know where to begin. I didn't know where to start. I was like, I owe everyone that's prayed for us through this process so much, and I definitely know that I belong here. Yeah, I'll take that. That works. Yeah, we'll give him.
0: (laughs) It's actually, yeah it's harder to, and people are more afraid of being attacked by a shark than public speaking. So thanks for coming up here and, yeah. uh, and doing this. I'm going to pray for you and your family, Thank you. uh, and us today. God, thanks so much for Charlie, Charlie, and Shannon. God, thanks for, yeah, the gift of place and proximity for how you're st- stirring in him, how you have used this community to love and serve him and grow his relationship with jesus how you're doing that right now and how you'll continue to do that thanks to the way that he just loves so many so well i love you amen, amen. thank you thanks buddy so place matters why does it matter so much I think particularly this society, I think place matters maybe more now than ever because we live in a largely rootless society. That, that we, people are, are transient, there's so so much more access to information. And also technology is interesting. Technology gives us this illusion of place without any significant interaction. It Kind of gives us a place we feel like we could belong maybe, but there's no significant interaction that happens, no sense of, of true meaning or place. And so we live in a society of people like, searching for place, searching for things. And, and like I talked about with the, with the enemy, what he does is he steals that idea of place and he just replaces it with these cheap substitutes that don't make a difference. So p- place is essential. It's, it's important because it's, it's, a, uh, it's essential to what it looks like to live out the way of Jesus. Jesus was uh, indwelling and he abided. He, he actually came to f- in, from heaven to f- and became flesh and dwells and he abides, um, was, was talking about or thinking about this idea and reading and listening and studying. And uh, one of the one great little thing came across that says, Jesus smelled like fish. Think about it for probably large swaths of his ministry because why? Because he was hanging out with fishermen. Um, we- <laughs> We have this creepy thing that, they, people, that our staff guys sometimes do. They come up behind you and they sniff you and they're like, you smell so much different when you're sleeping, which is really creepy, um, <laughs> by the way. I'll just give you that. You can just use that at work. Maybe, maybe not, it might not be a good idea. Um, but Jesus smelled like fish, why? Because he, he hung out, why? Because it mattered. Because where, he, where God planted him mattered and it matters to us as well i'm just gonna invite you to open your bibles to the book of jeremiah we're gonna look at at this incredible um passage of scripture in jeremiah Jeremiah 29 if you don't have a bible grab one that's right around you if you don't have a bible at all uh or just like our covers better um grab that one that's there put your name in it and i would just encourage you to, to bring a consistent bible when you come take some notes we're gonna circle and underline some things today as we as we read through this passage, um, I'll, I'll let you know. Let me let me hit or catch you up with what's happened in historically. It's on page five forty five. So the nation of Israel um, has been attacked and overcome by the nation of Babylon, and then in uh, Babylon decided, much uh, like. Greek society that that the way to to conquer people was to blend cultures, and so they grab some people and bring them from Jerusalem, bring them from Israel into Babylon. Um, and we're going to pick it up in verse four. Jeremiah is speaking for the Lord, he says, "This is what the Lord Almighty, God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon." Under, underline that word carried. It's, it's an interesting word, I carried you. Um, that phrase means uh, there's a sense of I uncovered you or I exposed you to. Think about it that way. God's looking at these, at these people that are, in, that are in exile that have been taken from their home and brought to live in their enemies. It, it would be like if, if one of us got picked up and then taken to a Hezbollah camp. Or an ISIS gambling, and God saying to you, Hey, I carried you there. Or or I'm I'm uncovering you in front of this group of people. I am exposing you to them. Is this beautiful thing? And he says this: build houses and settle down. Underline settle down just means abide to put down roots. I think if I if I think if I found myself in that place, I would go, how do I get out of here? How in the world do I get out of here? And you know what, one of the things that I realize in my life is when things begin to get uncomfortable, one of the things I, I start to do is go, how do I get out of here? How do I change something about these circumstances instead of saying, hey, God is with me in this thing. What's He calling me to do? Maybe to, to lay down roots, to settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that may, uh, they too may have sons and daughters. God tells them He's like, hey, uh, there's not an us and them. You're you're invited. You do life with these people. And look what it says, increase in number there and do not decrease. God's plan for men and and women has never changed. At the beginning, one of the very first commands God gave to man was, hey, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And his great commission reflects those same things, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And he He says it to these people too. He's like, hey, be fruitful, increase in number there, do not decrease. And look how he ends, this is incredible. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. That word peace is the word, we sang it today actually, uh, when we sang Jehovah Shalom, it's Shalom. And it means more than just uh, don't be fighting with them. It means, Connection, relational connection, or wholeness. So look what he says. He says, Seek the relational connection and wholeness and prosperity of the city which I have called you into exile, and pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And I think there's some really significant things that we can learn from this passage, right? We can we can first of all begin to say, hey, the place I'm at doesn't surprise God. It it might be great, it might be difficult, but God isn't surprised, and God is there with you. He he invites us to instead of just trying to figure out how do I change the circumstance, how to get out of the circumstance, to just say, God, uh, where are you at in this circumstance? Remind me that that you put me in a place to uncover me, to expose me to some people. And here's the, here's the thing, one of the things I tell our teachers that come up here is, if God wanted anyone else to come up and speak to the, the church on the day that you're supposed to speak, he would have made them, but he didn't, he made you. And, and that's true about your life too. If God wanted someone else to sit in math class next to Susie um, to to expose them to the truth of who God is, he would have made somebody else, but he didn't, he made you. Because you're the perfect person that, that he wants to use in that situation. You're God's plan A. If God wanted someone else to live next door to your neighbor, he would have made them, but he didn't, he made you. To teach in your classroom Work on your job site, to own your business. He made you, so let's live like we were like we were created for this specific time in this specific place because we are. You are. And I'm just going to end with a, a few like practical ways. And I, I don't want this to read like a to-do list, like, oh, the last thing I need walking into 2024 20, is another list of things to do. Uh, most, of, most of this has to do with our mindset and the ways that, that, that we are, our, our eyes are open to what God's doing, a bigger idea than just survival through life or getting through some things. So to experience and create kind of a true sense of place, here's a few things that uh, I want to encourage you to do. Eat with your neighbors. You have to eat anyway, right? Um, begin, begin to go, what would it be like to have one of these meals with my neighbors? Pray daily. You see what it says? He says this very specifically, pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And Pray that they would prosper. That your neighbors would prosper. That your coworkers would prosper. Be a regular. You go. You know. You go to a grocery store. You go to a restaurant. You go to a coffee shop. Um, and um, it's easier. It's easiest to find maybe the shortest line. It's easiest to just go. How, how do we get this through this? But to begin to go. Oh wait wait wait. It's not a mistake that I go to the King Supers on Sheridan and Hampton. God knew that too. And so instead of trying to figure out what the shortest line is, maybe I can find out that person that feels like is always there and, and go where they're gonna be the one checking out. Or I can go to a specific coffee shop or learn the name of the person, of the breakfast place I go to. Talk to your coworkers. I know this is an interesting thing. I'll go ahead and say neighbors too. We moved into a neighborhood about six uh, six months ago, and um, we, live, we used to live at First and Federal, which was way more of a front porch, kind of front yard kind of culture, to a place that, um, that is very drive into the park, into the garage, close the garage door culture. And so much so that our across the street neighbor, a couple of times I went over to say hi to him, he just turned around, went into his garage door, closed the door, like, okay. Um, he moved, so. Um, Maybe because I scared him, he probably was like, this guy, um, but, but actually make an effort go, hey, I th- here's what happens. If we go, oh, I, it's not an accident that I'm, that I'm sitting next to this person. It's not an accident on my job site with this person. God knew I was gonna do this. Then be able to, to talk and engage instead of just keeping our heads down and trying to get some stuff done. And then serve your neighbors to realize, man, um, God has me here so I can love and serve my neighbors. And here's what it takes to serve our neighbors, to number one, know the answer to this question, who are they? Who are, who are your neighbors? Um, that's, that's been really, we, I printed off a map from Google Maps, you know, of my block and that we've started just writing in names of people as we've learned them. It's been really super slow, um, but we've done it intentionally. I'm texting myself, I'll have a conversation and then I'll walk away and I'll quickly text myself their names and, and their address so I can make sure that I remember it. Let's, let's make an effort to do that. And then maybe this question is a bigger question. What do they need? Who are my neighbors and what do they need really? I'll give you a hint at some of the things they need. They need to be seen. They need to f- feel valued. They need to be known. They need connection. Um, those are the things for sure we know they need. And so maybe we just start with those things while we're trying to figure out if they need to borrow our lawnmower. Um, which, by the way, I need to borrow somebody's lawnmower. If you have it, that'd be awesome. Maybe I'll ask one of my neighbors. Um, and then maybe this, this last question, how do we bless our neighbors and our neighborhood with, with our resources? And that's honestly the question that we ask here, that we continue to ask here is like, God, we see this building as a resource. And uh, there's a reason that you called us to own this, this particular plot of land in this particular time in history. And uh, you're want, you wanna tell a story of this, of this gospel of God pursuing himself a bride in love. How do we leverage our building for that instead of just how do we gather a group of people? And here's the thing, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but none of these things are gonna be true about us corporately if they're not true about us individually. We can talk all we want about about the importance of place and the importance of place as a a community and as a church, but unless we're pressing into these things as individuals and saying, oh, wait, wait, wait. That's true about me. then it will never be true about us. Now, I know uh, there's people with all kinds of different places where they're at in your relationship with Jesus. Some of you are just trying to figure out who Jesus is. Some of you lost a bet at the beginning of the year, and now you have to go to church for the first couple of weeks of the year um, I'm not sure why why all of you are here um, but God does and i'm gonna I'm just going to lead us in prayer and and I just want to end with this it's not a mistake that you're here today. Um, God has something specific for you, not just a general oh, I felt good because I went to church but but a specific truth that he wants you to, to know and a specific action that he's inviting you to take. And, um, and here's the cool thing about the Holy Spirit. He's a be- way better teacher than me. Um, and he can take this message and communicate it individually to every single person in this room in the way we need to hear it and experience it. So let's just let him do that right now. Let me pray. Lord, Lord, uh, Thanks, thanks you didn't meet us here, we met you here, you're, you were here, you're here. Open our eyes to see you, our ears to hear you, our hearts to receive you, our hands to love you and love this world, to be as a, a conduit to hold in this hand Source of grace, and to with this hand distribute it. Help us to do that as a body, as as a church, as an organization, as a family. And God, as we scatter, help us do that individually. To experience you. Thanks for what you have done, what you're doing right now, and what you're going to continue to do in this place, in this city, and around the world. We love you. Amen.